Well, let's start by saying that this has been a long time coming. And I'm so, so excited that we're doing it now. Honestly, like I've been gearing up. I watched a bunch of Buffy episodes today in preparation. Yeah. Like I'm stoked. I, I talked to my sister about Buffy and like, ugh, I'm so I love Buffy. I love <laughs> Buffy. You guys. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could not tell, this uh is Kimmy. And hello. Welcome, Kimmy. Uh hello. yes, we have been talking about doing this episode for about uh, seven or eight years now and it is to celebrate not the movie buffy the vampire slayer but the television show the buffy the vampire slayer yes i've bullied you guys into doing it honestly <laughs> we also really like buffy i mean I, I would say i love buffy it's probably like in my top 10 favorite shows of all time yeah it's it's an amazing show it's an amazing show and jordan got through it i like buffy <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a very fun show. I do want to, uh, I do want to be selfish and kind of talk about uh, my history with Buffy. So I made it a deal with Kimmy that I would watch the entirety of Buffy if she would watch the entirety, all two seasons of the OA. And yes. we both did that. And I just want to take a moment of silence for the OA. Well, isn't it kind of like you know, up for debate whether or not it's actually canceled. Who can never be sure? I don't know. So they had this whole cryptic thing with their Instagram, but that was like years ago. And now apparently they're working on another show. I don't yeah. know. I've grieved. I've gone through all the stages of grief and I, I'm, I've accepted it. I'm still upset about it, but I have accepted it. <laughs> um, it is still my religion. It is still my favorite show. But yeah, and in return, I watched all seven seasons of Buffy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and what a time it was. It was uh, not the TV I was used to, but I was very pleasantly surprised. I always think it's hard. Like, I always think about, like, movies or TV that I grew up watching and have, like, a love for. What that's like for somebody who didn't have the nostalgia associated with it to go in and be a newbie and watch it. And if it means the same thing to you or not, you know, and it sucks because I feel like a lot of times that's not the case, you know, you know, like it did get a little I don't want to call it soap opera y, but it's like it's sort of like the cheesy romance stuff that I can't really vibe with. But mm -hmm. there were so many moments that I loved and so many twists that I was not expecting mm -hmm. and um, so many characters that I just fell in love with and didn't want to stop watching and revisiting them again to prep for this episode was just such a joy. And like seeing them all again, I just love them all so much. Yeah. So. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the books. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to point out, I was just looking at, at some things. Uh, so Buffy, if you add up, it's 143 episodes of 44 minutes each. That's 106 hours and 42 minutes. And the OA is roughly 16 hours. <laughs> so you you made a great That bet. show, me watching all of those hours of television should just be an example of how much I love the OA. Like I am so yeah. passionate about that show that I will do, I will watch that amount of television if that means that someone else gets to experience the OA. Um, absolutely, absolutely. 
Do you want to talk about the OA? How how did you feel about it? What were your? I know oh. we discussed this, uh, like I think on your podcast at some point. But. Yeah, maybe on our podcast. No, I loved the OA. I thought it was so trippy and cool. That first season finale is heart wrenching and so shocking, and you don't see it coming. It's just amazing. And then you know things get pretty crazy like later in the second season, and I just was not expecting that and. You know, it's hard. It's like, how do you, how do you, your show is getting so complex and convoluted in only the second season. Like, where do you go? You know? So I understand like why I might have lost viewership or something. And maybe that's evidently why it was canceled. But I thought that the actors were really interesting to watch, especially the main person, the main girl. Britt Marling. I loved her. Britt Marling. She's Prairie. so great. Mm-hmm. And I loved all the kids. I love how they come back. Like, I thought we were going to be done with the kids, you know, and they weren't going to be a part of the second season, but they are. And I love the guy that she loves. What is his name? Homer. I don't know the actor's name. Homer. Homer, Yeah. 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 Homer. I love him too. Mm -hmm. And I just realized like in the past week or so that he's in Brooklyn with Saoirse Ronan. Really? Yeah, I think he's it's him. Very attractive too. I he's very attractive. Yeah, yeah. He's a cutie. Yeah. No, I I really enjoyed it. It is upsetting like when things get canceled because you know that it wasn't those creators' intention to stop it there and mm-hmm. that you know that they have unturned leaves and things that uh, of story and character development that we didn't get to see and that's so upsetting you know Mm -hmm. it's so unsatisfying tell me about it and I know that the creators (laughs) any any like hardcore fan of the show knows that the creators like they said they wanted five seasons they knew exactly where everything was gonna go and and how everything was gonna pan out uh and it's just really heartbreaking but they have teased the idea of uh, maybe continuing it as like a novel series or a, a oh. graphic novel series. I don't know where that's going or if that's even going to happen. But like one of the kids is off doing Star Trek now. Another one is going to be in Nope when that comes out. And I'm just like, I love Ooh. these children. I love these actors and I love seeing them successful. So um, yeah. yeah, it's just that show just made my life. And thank you for watching it for me. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Of course. My, my wish is that this new thing that they're creating, um, this new series or whatever, maybe that's in the works, that they're going for like a Cloverfield situation mm-hmm. where it seems like a totally different like world or universe or something, but it's yeah. actually connected that at the end. Amazing. That would be so sick. Like that would be with, so sick. with the end of the second season and how mind blowing that twist was, it was like they could yeah. do anything they wanted, and it's ugh. literally anything. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, I would love for that <laughs> trickery, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. <laughs> what next? What next, y'all? Do you want to talk about your uh, history with Buffy? Okay, my history with Buffy goes back far too young. I, my my mom let my sister and I watch Buffy at too young of an age. I don't even really know like how we ended up getting it, but my sister and I ended up purchasing the season two box set of DVDs, and and we must have been like young, like way too young. <laughs> uh, and um. She let us watch it because she thought it was about women kicking ass, and it is, you know, to a certain degree. And 
I credit like a lot of Buffy with like how I learned about things like, <laughs> like mature themes and things like that. It's how I Aww. learned about that. And, um, you know, I, I act and I do feel like I've just been thinking a lot about it lately. And I credit like a lot of my, you know, watching Buffy as like the premature inspiration for a lot of what I did as an actor growing up and stuff and like how that's become like part of my toolbox and like because the characters really like lift language and that's and the way that they do it is comedy to me and like I was just calling my sister right before we did this I was talking oh we're gonna do this episode about Buffy like Buffy fucking rocks you know and she's like yeah totally and I was just laughing because <laughs> my sister and I, uh, we would watch the box sets in the car um, because we had the DVD player in the car. But when we got home, we still wanted to watch Buffy. So our mom would let us sit in the sweltering hot ass car <laughs> in the garage and like roast in there. <laughs> And fucking watch Buffy like we were psychos. And then we we also talked about how we um people didn't understand like our fascination with Buffy and like we tried to get our friends to watch it and they just didn't understand and I remember this one time our mom was driving us to a rehearsal for a play that we were in when we were kids and we had this friend named Julia and she was in the car with us and we were like we were watching Buffy in the car and I don't think that Julia was allowed to watch scary stuff when she was when we whatever age we were and we put on, um, I actually remember the episode was Gingerbread. It's the one where the, they find the kids dead in the playground or whatever. And it's actually like a demon, but it like corrupts all the moms. And they, you remember that episode? Oh, yeah. Bigly, yeah. And Joyce is like under the spell and stuff like that. <laughs> we put that one on. And she was so freaked out. <laughs> and I think about that a lot. <laughs> and I also remember like, when we were kids, I, definitely in fourth grade, my fourth grade class was going to have a talent show. And I got it in my head that I was going to sing one of the songs from Once More with Feeling. Aww. And I was like, I'm going to sing I'm Under Your Spell, the one that Tara sings. And I was like talking to my mom and I was like, these are the lyrics. And my mom was like, honey, I think that's about something, you know, mature. Like, I think that's about something sexual. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> mom, it's not. I'm like, it's metaphorical. It's about feeling her in her spirit. It's not. It's definitely about oral sex. It is definitely <laughs> about sex. Oh, my God. So, like, I have, like, really core memories of, like, having Buffy integrated into my life. It's just such a fantastic show. Ooh, I remember, like, when Jess and I watched Becoming Part 2, it's the season finale of season two, we were wrecked for, like, weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like about this just so fucking devastated about these characters and like we were just so young you remember how imminent shit was back then and how important it was to you it was just very formative and every so often I'll rewatch it and now I'm getting into like now that I appreciate like the making of things learning about behind the scenes and how it was created and stuff like that and I guess I did before we go any further I did want to take some time to say that there's no way that we can talk about Buffy without talking about Joss Whedon. You know, we're not fans of Joss Whedon as a person or as a creator, you know, really. He's not a great person. He perpetuated a lot of negativity and abuse. You know, I think it's important for us to talk about that. I also feel like Buffy 
because I've talked a lot about with you guys and on our podcast about how I don't really have the inability. I don't really have the ability to separate the creator from the work if they've done something bad, you know, but we all love Harry Potter, right? And Harry Potter is so vast that it's not really J.K. Rowling's anymore as much, much as it is the fandoms, you know? And that's kind of how I feel about Buffy, if I'm saying that respectfully enough. You know what I mean? Like, it means so much to people. It's so vast now, and it really sucks that the creator of the show, the showrunner, was so shitty and that he ruined that whole thing for such a large amount of people. You know what I mean? So I appreciate Buffy for the story that it is and the people and the collaborators who were involved with creating it because it's so special and important to those people, you know? Definitely. There are so many people involved in both Harry Potter and in Buffy that it would be a true shame to let their work go uncelebrated. Obviously, you know, he was there the entire time. He's a big part of Buffy. But when I think of Buffy... I think more about Alison Hannigan and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Like that's the, yeah. yeah, I think just as much as it's the fans thing, it is also the actors. Like I specifically remember, I think uh, Emma Watson was on some kind of awards show and she was like, this is for all of the witches. Like it's like, it's, it's just as much the actors as it is the fans. And uh, I agree completely. Yeah. What about your history, Nick? I, I'm pretty sure my sister used to watch this when she was like in high school and she'd always like talked it up to me. I was like early years of college. So I probably wasn't even like 20 yet. She like talked me into going through the whole thing. And uh, at the time we were going to like the same college. So we were, we would like get out of class and then come home and watch Buffy. Oh yeah. And like, it's a lot to go through. Right. And especially when my sister is like, Oh no, we need, we need to watch like four episodes at a time. It was a lot to take in racing to finish, even though there was no deadline, but there were so many episodes that now I have like core memories of watching them with her and like reacting to them with her. So I, you know, I, I feel like it's something that attaches me to my sister as well, even though we watched it probably maybe 10 plus years later in our lives than you did, (laughs) you know, as cheesy as some of these episodes might seem, I think I'm just like immune to caring about that kind of thing. (laughs) Like I'm aware of it now, but it's like, that doesn't affect my enjoyment of it at all. Yeah. And I'm now as an adult and like, and being more aware of those kinds of things, I find myself laughing at parts that I never laughed at before, you know, because it is cheesy and because that's kind of part of it, you know, the wit and the cleverness of it. And also, I'm glad that you brought that up because this is also kind of the first time that I'm watching Buffy with a critical eye. And I'm also listening to this podcast that we can shout out. It's called Prophecy Girls. It's two women talking about Buffy as if they're watching it for the first time, even though they're longtime fans. And they're talking about it from a modern lens and being very critical about it. And there's like rampant misogyny, like throughout the series. And as much as we talk about it being very feminist, there's a lot of things that are not about it, you know? And I think that has a lot to do with, you know, Joss Whedon being the showrunner and, you know, maybe having Xander be a self-insert character or something like that, or that it was like, you know, created in the early 90s. It doesn't make it okay, but it is really interesting to view it in that way now, you know? Absolutely. It took me a while to wrap my head around 
reasons versus excuses. Like those are reasons for those things. They're not excuses. They don't make it better or easier uh, to sort of process. And, and they're still, you know, in a lot of ways offensive. But they are reasons as to why those things happen. And I think knowing those reasons are important. Knowing that Joss Whedon is a bad person, contextualizing a lot of what happened during the show. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, there's so much brilliance here that has nothing to do with him that it's really awesome to to celebrate. Yeah. I want to explain the format of what we're about to do. Is that cool? Totally. Okay. I don't want people to think that we don't have like a, a game plan because we totally do. <laughs> Jordan did a couple of episodes while I was on sabbatical and Kimmy didn't get to be on them. Kayleen and Courtney answered some questions. So Jordan is going to ask those questions to Kimmy now, and then we were going to answer the Buffy questions. And those are questions that Kimmy asked us, and then we're all going to answer them. Then we have each picked two of our favorite episodes that we'd like to discuss. At least mine. Mine are my two favorite episodes. But I I don't know if they're just two of y'all's or what. You know, however it works, you can talk about it when it comes. But did we agree to go chronologically how, how do you guys feel about that uh, we can go back and forth we can go chronologically i really don't care it doesn't matter to me i would like to go first to do one of my episodes and then we can go chronologically and i'll explain yeah. why when we get there if that's okay totally so jordan's gonna be difficult and yes uh we will <laughs> we will be along for the ride <laughs> I think it's also important that we should tell listeners right now that if you have never seen Buffy <laughs> and you intend to see Buffy, which you should, I have so many spoilers. Like, I'm going to say so many spoilers like and, and important spoilers, okay? So, like, stop now. <laughs> stop <laughs> stop now if you haven't seen it. If you don't care about being spoiled, you know, I think you should still go watch it. <laughs> so we're gearing up, ready to go, but let's derail uh, the Buffy train really quick. And Jordan, ask Kimmy these questions. Uh, I'm so ready. Miss Kimothy. <laughs> <laughs> What is your Cat in the Hat movie, which is a movie that you understand is cheesy or maybe stupid to a general audience, but you will defend until the day you die? I thought about this for a really long time, and I can't remember if either Courtney or Kayleen, I think maybe both of them or one of them chose this one. They might have. I can't remember right now, but I picked Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Courtney. Courtney, okay, I I thought it might have been Courtney. No, I'll fucking defend that movie. It's so good. Courtney's right. Like, (laughs) it is so good. I love that it's having a renaissance right now. It is so camp. It is so good. And, (laughs) like, I don't know if I'll go as far to say as there's not a bad performance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't go that far. (laughs) You're going to lose all credibility. It's it's so, like... (laughs) It, the texture of that film is just like so tangible. It's such a mood. It's so good. I love Twilight. <laughs> I am so behind on this Twilight train that like I I genuinely, when you girls talk about it, can't tell if it's like sarcasm or if it's like a genuine, like you think this is like cinema or like, and I would love, <laughs> even if it's just for me, I just want to hear you guys talk about why you love them because I want to watch them. I've not seen them and I know I want to make it like an experience, like a part of our podcast yeah. at some point. Haven't we also wanted to do an episode where 
the five of us watch one of these movies together. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, you have never seen Twilight? I, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of the first one, but after that, nothing wow. else. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's I'm I'm very confused because all I see are like memes on the internet about why it's bad. And I'm just like getting such stark different like opinions about it. And I don't know how to feel. Uh, so I would love to have like a masterclass on Twilight from the three of you. At oh, my gosh, point. you should definitely come and we'll talk about it. And I don't really even know if I have an answer to that question because <laughs> I don't I don't feel right saying that it's bad because it's not bad. Like, you know, but I understand why people would say that. And they have <laughs> a lot of evidence to support that. And I also agree with them, but I don't. But I do but I don't, you know what I mean? Understood. Okay. That doesn't necessarily mean you can't love it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I also, I truly don't think it's bad. Like I honestly don't either. Like, especially that first one. Yeah. The first one is my favorite. I, I think speaking of memes, there's this funny meme. I'm sure I've talked about it on the pod before, but there is this meme and it's like two sections. And the top section is people discussing twilight when it was released. And it's like, I think it's a scene from Mean Girls where they're like fucking fighting each other, you know, and they're like clawing at each other. And then like the second one is like discussing Twilight now. And it's like a big round table of people in suits, like being very like conservative. And, like... I love that. And I'm like, that's the fucking accurate. Yeah. Nice. All right. That was my answer. Love it. That's a great answer. Yeah. Next question. What is a hidden gem movie you think everyone should see, but very few people know about it? And I ask this because I am always, always, always looking for movies to add to my watch list. And I want to know yours. So I don't know if this movie is as hidden as, you know, some others are, but I love this movie called Never Let Me Go. Have you heard of it? It sounds vaguely familiar. Is anyone in it that I would know? I've, t- I've talked about it before. Yeah, totally. It's got Carrie Mulligan, Kieran Eiley, and Andrew Garfield. And it's kind of like a um, semi-futuristic, but it's set in like, it's very anachronistic, like where the time period is and and very ambiguous. And um, from what I remember, it's about these people who are born and bred essentially to be incubators for the elite upper class if they ever need an organ transplant, you know? Oh. And so like these people are basically like living on borrowed time because eventually all of their organs will be taken out and like given over to these like one percenters, you know? And it's like very devastating and was like one of my first introductions to Andrew Garfield as an actor and his performance is heartbreaking. Did it make you cry? Always. It's not so easy. I might, I might cry today, to be honest. I I definitely will cry today for sure. (laughs) Well, it is officially on my watch list now, so thank you for yeah. that. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, well, what yeah. an awesome concept. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been a book uh, first. I was going to add, that was going to be my next question because it sounds like something. Come on, guys. It's probably real, too. That's probably like a <laughs> yeah, real it thing. It probably is real. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually don't know if I know the answer to this, but what is your favorite TV show? Is it this one? I thought about it. I I thought about putting this TV show, you know. Um, we're in such a golden age of television right now Amen. that I didn't know if I could pick it, you know, as my favorite because there's other things that I appreciate about television now as far as, like, a filmmaking feat, you know. Um, my favorite show is The Handmaid's Tale. 
Wow. Okay. I love The Handmaid's Tale. The score, the cinematography, the acting, the story. Ugh, it's just like, ugh. It's so fucking devastating and hard to watch, but it's also fucking real, yeah. you know? Is it a closed show? It's not a closed show, no. I think they're going to have like one more, maybe a couple more seasons, one or one or two, I think. So I read the book in preparation for the first season. I watched the first and a half seasons, and I was like, this is another one where I need to wait for it all to be over so I can binge it. And uh, I did not realize that it was still going, so that is good to know. <laughs> Yeah, it's still going. <laughs> I tried to get Courtney to watch it when we were living together. And <laughs> we watched like a lot of them in a row. And like, by like the third episode, like, Courtney, like, <laughs> was drinking so much wine. She's <laughs> like, this is too much. <laughs> That's heavy. Damn. I like I know that it's hard for people to watch, you know, it is. It's so upsetting. And like, yeah. Ugh, just like too close to home, you know, but I like to just have my heart ripped out, you know, <laughs> for some reason I'm like really into that. Oh, you like that catharsis. I remember that. Yeah. I remember yeah. you saying that before. I mean, yeah. some people can, I don't even know if like stomach is the right word, but like some people could take that. Like I cry at like stupid stuff. So <laughs> I can't imagine like I watched the first episode of that show and was like, okay, this is not for me. I don't think I can handle this. <laughs> the thing about you though, is that you, it's rare. I've rarely seen you cry at sad things. You cry a lot when you are like overly excited about something. Like for a lot of Marvel uh, stuff, when you see your favorite characters doing awesome shit, you are just full meltdown. Yeah. Like I, I don't, yeah. I can't, I can't think of something sad that I've seen you react to by crying because it was sad. Like it's usually excitement, which is interesting. Can you think of something? I cried when a certain individual died in the newest Scream movie. That's yeah. true. But I feel, I don't know. I feel like it's always attached to your favorite characters, but great answer. Great answer. And I'm glad to know that that show is not over. Thank you for that. Yes. What is a movie hot take that you have and, or what is a movie that you think is like vastly overrated? Okay. I kind of, I, I talk about this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about <laughs> I talk about this all the time on our pod, but um, number one, I I really don't like comedies. <laughs> I'm really not a fan of comedies. I just don't watch them, and I don't think they're funny. You know, <laughs> sometimes I, I think that drama is funny. You know, <laughs> and. I, like I was just visiting a, a coworker yesterday, and she was like, "Have you ever seen this movie, Along Came Polly?" And I was like, no, but that that sounds like something that I would not like. And she's like, it's Ben Stiller, it's Jennifer Aniston. Oh my God, look, I'll put the trailer on. And she's cracking up. And I was like, uh, <laughs> I just think it's, I just don't like it. I don't know. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of hate for this too. But um, I, I also hate 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> oh, me too. I, yeah, that movie sucks. I'm so I'm sorry, Jordan. I hate that movie. <laughs> I had that reaction because I've not seen it. I was more like, oh, I don't know how people are going to react to this. It's but dumb. No, I don't badly. like it either. People love it. Like, I love comedies love and that movie sucks. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying like, you know, anti like Heath Ledger. Obviously, I love Heath Ledger. I just don't think that movie's good. If I had a quarter for every time I saw somebody in school or wherever do that fucking monologue that she does, I'd be a gazillionaire, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. It's so dumb. 
But, you know, people can like what they like. I just don't like it. Isn't it like a <laughs> – what? it's a Shakespeare – Yeah, it's a Shakespeare adaptation. Mm-hmm. What is – which is the one – Is it like – it's Taming of the Shrew, Taming right? of the Shrew, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was like – I was going to say The Turn know. of the Screw, but I was like, that's not Shakespeare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean you don't like to laugh and enjoy a movie. There's just – Maybe smarter ways to get oh, yeah. you to do that. A lot of times they pick at low-hanging fruit in a yes. lot of comedies, especially ones that have come out since we've been adults. Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. Absolutely. Like, I really appreciate wit and cleverness and irony. Like, I think that that makes for really good funnies, you know? You know what? But sometimes things will tickle me, and it's, like, really strange that it does. Like, <laughs> like I actually like stepbrothers you know i'm like not gonna put it on you know all the time but if it's playing like i think that shit they say about <laughs> fucking oh that's so funny last time i heard that i fell off my dinosaur <laughs> <laughs> that is good I think, that is I think that's funny i don't like the whole movie but there's some giggles in there for sure you know my favorite part of that movie is is when they are in the car and it's Catherine Hahn and I, can't, I always forget what the guy's name is because on Parks and Rec. And they know that's his character name. Yeah, Ben Wyatt. Yeah. And they're singing Sweet Child of Mine and, <laughs> and they're all like so yeah. happy and then she starts singing. He's like, you are doing terrible. Like this is the worst yeah, thing yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> and then they so almost weird. crash <laughs> and then they go back into it. It's just, I could watch that 150 times. Or the part where he's like, he's scooping dirt on him and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm burying you. (laughs) And he's like, but I'm still alive. (laughs) I don't know why. Something tickle me. (laughs) Okay, we are definitely, I just want to announce this to everybody. This is going to be a two-parter because we're 40 minutes in, at least in the rough cut. And uh, (laughs) we've gotten to nothing yet. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We love it. I honestly, this could be a three-parter. I don't give a fuck. That just means that I can edit this over the course of three weeks. That's great. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. All right. So I put some questions together for you guys. I also have answers to these questions. I'm super curious to hear what you have to say. Question number one. Who is your favorite character of the series? Can I go first? Because I had to think about mine for zero seconds. Willow. <laughs> Willow's your favorite character. Allison Hannigan is my favorite character in two of my favorite shows of all time. So she's my favorite yeah. character on How I Met Your Mother. And she's my favorite character on uh, Buffy. And I am obsessed with her. Like, she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. She's incredible. A gay witch? Hell yeah, that's dope <laughs> as fuck. Yes, it is dope as fuck. Like Nick, I did not have to think very hard about this. It is Anyanka Christina Emanuela Jenkins. She's my girl. <laughs> she is the best. She's the Sophia Petrillo of this show, wherein she just has no filter whatsoever, no shame about anything that she says. And she's just so fucking fantastic. And I yeah, loved her every really time. Good. Yeah, I loved her every time she was on screen. The very last episode of this show killed me. It's so, so heartbreaking. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, just let them be happy. Like, what the fuck? She just has such a crazy, like, journey throughout this show, and she's just the best, and I just love her. Those are such good answers, you guys. 
Um, I'm lame. I picked Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. That's amazing. She's so great. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's so iconic in this role. She brings this character to life and she's who we know and love. And we care about her. She's stylish. She's a badass. She takes control. She's the slayer, you know, like it's very empowering, like what she does, you know, this character. And I, I just love her. I love her. We can't not like Buffy, you know, she's the best. I totally agree. And, um, there are two things I want to say. One, I just can't get over how good of a year for Sarah Michelle Gellar in 1997 was because uh, that <laughs> yeah. was how that was. I know what you did last summer. Scream two and Buffy started. Like holy yeah. shit, she like caught fire, man. She's amazing yeah. and icon, and she is the moment. But the second thing I wanted to say is that I was just. Um, watching uh once more with feeling and it was like the tag at the beginning of the episode like previously on and they talked about the storyline where obviously again spoilers they bring buffy back from the dead and, and she's like i think i was in heaven and i got ripped away from that and like they can never know and that scene that little truncated little bit that clip took my breath away I was like, oh my God, I almost forgot about that. And she just delivers it so well. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who is your least favorite character of the show? You go first. Okay. So I think you can probably guess if I were to tell you who my second favorite character on the show is Tara who was Willow's girlfriend until she was murdered unnecessarily again. So if I can't choose Joss Whedon, who fucking did that so unnecessarily, yeah. uh, I have to choose Warren. I fucking wow. hate that asshole. And I'm so glad. My favorite thing in the entire show is bored now. And she just <laughs> yeah. flays his ass. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's like a such a like almost like an obscure choice. I wasn't expecting that. Wow. He's really the only like big bad that really does any sort of lasting damage in my eyes. Cause like even when Buffy dies, they bring her right back. But like Tara's dead. Yeah. And she gets killed by a human being. So there's nothing you can do. Yeah, that's so true. He sucks and I hate him. My least favorite character. And I know this is gonna be Hard to hear. It's Dawn. It, it is a common choice for people to not like Dawn. I fucking loathe Dawn. She <laughs> exists to fuck everything up. It is like they waste so much time and energy trying to save her ass, only for mm -hmm. her to just keep getting in trouble over and over and over again. And it was yeah. infuriating. I could not stand it. Um, that's just my answer. She's just terrible. She's terrible. Ungrateful, terrible, selfish, selfish person. Dawn has gone through a lot, okay? You need to leave her alone. A, a lot of people don't like Dawn, and I never thought about it, like, uh, initially watching the series. And then when, when I realized that people, like, don't like Dawn, then I started to realize 
why? And so I've always like had an initial soft spot for Don, but I, I get it. And it's not an uncommon choice. Good. So. I'm glad I'm not alone because yeah. God, Don's terrible. Anyway. Miley's favorite character is Riley. I hate Riley. Wow. <laughs> what? Why is this? Why do you guys hate these characters? <laughs> Riley, he's so milk toast. He's, he's beautiful. So milk toast. <laughs> he sucks. He's so boring. He's so Midwest. And then I totally forgot that there's like this story arc where he like gets into like fucking vampires like biting him like as like an allusion to drug use or something like that because he doesn't feel man enough or whatever. And he's and he's just you can't you can't have a love interest like Angel and then go to Riley. Like it's so boring and it's like a majority of why I'm not a huge fan of season four, you know? <laughs> I I wanna bring something up, but I I feel the same way about Tara. Fuck you. Swear to God, I knew, I knew it. I knew he was like, going to say that. Like, I felt so hard in love with Oz. And then to, yeah. and I, I think, honestly, it's less that I dislike Tara and more that I dislike the actress who played her. I really don't think that Aww. she did the best job acting-wise. And I was, it like, she felt like, I was literally having my notes Wonder Bread because, like, so plain and boring. Oh. And, like, how can you go from Oz, who's incredible, and then go to Tara? And one of the, and we'll talk about it in the body as well, but like one of the moments that did make me fall in love with her was the conversation that she had with Buffy on the couch in the hospital. Uh, oh yeah. There were certain parts that I was like, okay, I can excuse you, Tara, but like there, uh, I disliked her too much to not at least bring it up and I'm sorry, but I just had to say it. Oh, damn. You know what? I think as a, you know, for somebody like, you know, Willow as a character, her choice in people uh, as romantic partners is they're not very different. You know, they're like Oz and Tara are both very laid back, quieter, more introverted people. Mm -hmm. So I think that that tracks like for her character. And um, I, I don't know. I think that Tara does a lot of subtle acting. <laughs> that is underappreciated and and you know what you know what else i've realized like what listening to the prophecy girls podcast is that oz is not really in the series very much at all it's really interesting that people like overall in the fandom have this like really strong affection for oz as a character and where does that come from because willow and oz are not very intimate. Like we hardly ever see them be relationshipy or like romantic the way that, you know, like Xander and Cordelia are or Buffy and Angel are. And only when it matters, like when their relationship is falling apart, do we see them get that intimacy and vulnerability with one another. So it's just really interesting. It's a great that is, point. That's a that's great crazy. point. Yeah. I think it's also like his very quick wit and very like deadpan humor was what sold me. Yeah. And like, I don't know, maybe I was just missing that from Tara, but also maybe the fact that he is like beloved Seth green, like, you know what I mean? Like people just love Seth green. Yeah. It's a great point. Yeah. Yo, Jordan, it makes me so sad that you have feelings like that because I have like, obviously you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> no, put me in my place this, this episode, because like, 
I, I feel like no. I'm I'm the Tear the bitch apart. Yeah, like, <laughs> I know the least about this this show, so please enlighten me when you can. Truly, I mean it's not it doesn't really have to do with the show itself, but the person who plays Tara, Amber Benson, like I have a lot of protective feelings over her as an actor because she was ridiculed when she was cast for her body type. Oh wow, know? really? Yeah, I mean. You know, it sucks because that was the area that was like the era of low rise jeans and twiggy fucking, you know, bodies and stuff like that. And people just talked about how she was too heavy and, and stuff, which is so ridiculous because she looks like a regular woman. She did. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And it's just ridiculous. Uh, I want to say that's yeah. not why I disliked her at all. I'm no, of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. I Sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not want to perpetuate that at all. I just I just wanted to say like I have a lot of protection for her because I don't know, I think when a lot of the characters in the show are very quippy, she brings some levity, you know? That's absolutely true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh sorry to cut off your Riley discussion. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't have anything more to say about him. I just like, <laughs> just, Oh my God. Just I completely forgot. I thought we were still talking about Tara. I, I like had I blocked like, out you not liking Riley. Why don't you like Riley, Riley yet? He's so boring. He's so He's boring. a soldier. But he's Ugh. pretty. But he that's like not even cool. like, <laughs> Oh, are you kidding? Like some, he like it looks like somebody cut out a man shape out of a piece of cardboard <laughs> and then like put that in the show. I don't mean to be mean about this guy, this poor guy. Like he like universally over the fandom is disliked, you know. Interesting. And it's hard to follow up Angel Bor uh, Angel Boreanaz. <laughs> <laughs> David Boreanaz playing Angel. You know, he did so good and he was such a fucking heartthrob. And Riley is like the antithesis of Angel as a character. He's as close to normalcy that Buffy can have, you know, in a romantic partner. You know, I just want that Angel, you know. I don't like him. I don't <laughs> like him. <laughs> and then he gets like this weird like man, like like superiority complex, like later on or whatever. He's not good enough or whatever. That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next question. Who do you think is the best actor on the series? Not the best character, the best actor. Like, technique-wise, whatever. Who do you think is the best actor on the show? You want to go ahead, Nick? I I hope it's okay. I have a boy and a girl. Love it. And this is not just me being biased because she's my favorite character. It's Alison Hannigan. I just, I think she's fucking brilliant. And especially when she makes the turn into Dark Willow. Yeah. That that whole storyline is really, really compelling. And then for my guy, I truly think the person that they demand the most out of when it comes to range, the male that they do, it's Spike. Yes. James Marsters, yes. right? James Mar- <laughs> James Marsters. Marsters. Yeah. He just goes on this journey and it continues an angel and it and he's so good at doing it. I don't know that I've seen him in too much else, but I think he is wonderful at playing Spike. Ugh, love it. You're speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Go Jordan. My favorite actor is Mark Blucas. I think he just did so good as Riley. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you for sure took my answer by saying Willow. Uh, like, what's not to love? I think she is incredible, like, 100% of the time. I don't think she dips at all and in any part of the show. And when she does play her dark self and she gets to be this, like, overly confident and just just a beast of a character and, you know... It's just that what's not to love. It's she's just incredible. Yeah. I love you guys so much. We <laughs> love you more. And what is your answer? Those are actually both of my answers. Ah. Yes. Nice. Like I picked Allison Hannigan. Like, so Buffy is my favorite character. I don't always believe her, you know, as an actor. I always believe Allison Hannigan as Willow. Always. And I think she does the best at lifting the the Whedon language, you know? Like, and she's nerdy as hell in like the beginning seasons and you see her develop into this confident woman. And then, yeah, we have this allusion to drug use with magic and stuff like that, that seems very rooted in truth, you know? And when she cries, I cry. Like, ugh, when she cries, I fucking cry, you know? And yeah, and then she's this formidable villain, you know? And I totally believe it. And how did we get from season one Willow to season six Willow? Like, it's just so crazy, you know? And again, with James Marsters, like, he's so charismatic. He's so likable as a villain. Like, I love him when he's bad. He's so hot. (laughs) He's scary, too. He is scary. He doesn't give a fuck. Talk about an entrance where he fucking crashes into the Sunnydale sign and he just comes out, fucking smokes that fucking <laughs> cigarette. Home sweet home. When I watch interviews with him and he doesn't have that accent, it is so out of this world to me. Like, I'm like, that's not real. <laughs> Wait, that's like, not like his original accent? No, no. Wow. Nope. I know. Wow. I know. Can I change my and, answer? <laughs> That's incredible. I I also like just in watching interviews, I think he really cares about the character. You know, say what you will about like where his character goes. He does some pretty unforgivable stuff that is really hard to grapple with, especially when you, you know, liked his character so much. It's hard to come back from some of the stuff that he does if you ever do. You know, I think he really, truly cared about his character and his story arc, you know? Totally. That's really cool that we all picked the same people. Although I don't want to say that of the core people that like last throughout the series. They're so good. Um, and even the ones that like jump over to Angel. I, I don't think that there's like people turning in bad performances here. Eh. I don't know about that. <laughs> of the core people? <laughs> yeah. Who are you thinking about? I really don't think that um, I feel really sacrilegious saying this. <laughs> I, I really don't think that um, – I can't. I keep forgetting his name, but uh, Xander Brendan. Uh, it's my name. Brendan. Nichols. Brendan Nichols. Is it Nichols? Sometimes Nicholas I, Brendan. Nicholas oh, yeah, Brendan. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, that's so embarrassing. Um, yeah. I I sometimes think he phones it in. Really. And yeah. And like in particular, the you know once more with feeling. I just don't think that was his element. You know, so I can't hold it against him, but. Some of the more dramatic moments that are asked of him, I I don't know if it's there for me. I also think that 
in being really critical of his character with listening to the Prophecy Girls podcast, some of his choices I think could have been better and would have made him a lot more likable of a character. They say this thing, they they say that they do Xander slander. Like every episode, they're like Xander slander. (laughs) He's so misogynist. He's so crass. It's so upsetting. And I didn't realize it until like listening and looking at it from a critical eye. And I just think, I, I think about this every time I listen to their episodes. If he had just had different intention or like different, just just different like point of view with the way that he says certain things, we might have passed it off as like kind of like an Oz-esque joke, you know, not put so much levity and like crass boyishness to it. And I, I don't think that all of the choices that he made really led to a very likable character, you know? Wow, I don't think I've ever heard it spoken about that way. When you're a fucking psycho and you watch Buffy as much as I do, you have a (laughs) lot of time to think about it. (laughs) He's always considered, like, the heart of the trio of the Scoobies. And it's really interesting to, like, look back and wonder, like, how that actually happened because definitely, definitely seasons one through three, he's... He's a pig. Just so awful. He's always sexualizing Buffy. Every word that comes out of his mouth is very sexualized and boyish and immature and misogynist, you know? And again, that might go into the idea that he is a Joss Whedon insert character, self-insert character, you know? And that he's pining after Buffy and it's like, he's and he's not polite to women. He's very shitty with women and... And I just wonder if, you know, there's not much that an actor can do with the lines that are given to them. You know, you have to say what's on the script, but you have choices as an actor, you know, what your point of view is going to be like when you, when you say these things. And I, I just feel like it's the same choice every time. And it's really disheartening, you know, just put some like, you know, just put some like off the shoulder kind of like attitude behind it like don't make it so like like fucking like (laughs) rabid for sex kind of guy you know like yeah you know what i mean i don't know (laughs) i've had a lot of time to think about this (laughs) (laughs) all right guys last two-parter question what is your favorite season of the series my favorite season it's got to be season two you know interesting because you're a big you're a big angel person too though right i love angel but like five and six have some of my favorite episodes in it but like as far as like the villain and the whole season arc is maybe not my favorite um season two though having buffy's love of her life turn into the big bad is just like oh my god like (laughs) how higher of stakes And I was talking to my sister on the phone, like, what is your favorite scene? She was like, you should ask what your favorite scene is. And I was like, I would never be done talking ever. You know, <laughs> like, there's so, there's so many great scenes. But that whole scene in the, in the very end of Becoming Part 2, where they're fucking sword fighting and he's Angelus and he's like, take all that away. Like, what have you got left? And he fucking shoots the sword at her and she claps it in between her two hands. And she's like, me. And fucking... <laughs> fucks his shit up and then like right at the last second he turns back into angel and she still has to sacrifice the love of her life for the greater good like what the fuck they were fucking me up and i was like six (laughs) (laughs) that was a good moment i remember being like oh 
this is uh this is not good i i do remember yeah. that moment specifically and in season two like you find out that no character is safe when An- angelus kills jenny calendar you know yeah that, that was in passion oh, that sucked that was Damn. one of the biggest deaths of like I reacted so hard to that. I was so yeah. devastated. Uh I remember you like called me when that happened, Jordan. Yeah. I was like, she's coming back, right? Like this isn't real, right? Like ugh. I know. It's it's so crazy, so crazy. They have some ooh, they also have this episode that I really like in season two called I Only Have Eyes for You. You remember that episode where they get possessed by ghosts from like the fifties? Oh, and they have that song that's like shabop shabop, you know. Yes. <laughs> and that, but then Buffy is possessed by the guy ghost, and Angel is possessed by the girl ghost, and they have to like redo the fight that ended their lives. That was like some of the best acting that both of those actors have done in the show. I feel like I could go on and on. Please make me stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love it, dude. We love it. Do we want to talk about the least favorite also, or do you want to hear all of our favorites first? Oh, yeah, I'll say my least favorite because I don't have a lot to say of it. I almost picked season four, but overall season four isn't terrible. You know, they had some great episodes in season four and they had a rough go of it, like trying to like transition the Scoobies from high school life to college life. Like I get it. Season seven is really dull. Season seven is super dull. I feel like a lot of the characters were tired. At, a lot of the actors were tired at that point, you know, and... Something I noticed in the most recent rewatch of season seven is that they have Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy doing the exact same scene in like almost every episode, like where she like talks to the potential slayers and has to do some kind of speech where she like rallies them or whatever. And she just, she's just kind of like a non-character I feel like in the season. And it's the, it's the ultimate season, you know, you should have her like really showing off and, you know, that was hard. That was hard to end it on. Like, it just wasn't very exciting, you know? Can I ask a follow-up then? Do you feel yeah. that the show wrapped itself up in a good way? Like, are you satisfied with the ending? That is a great question. Yeah, I do. I really like the season finale because I feel like they were foreshadowing points of the finale as early as, like, season three, you know? And how the entire series is about rebelling against this idea that you have to do things alone in life and you have to battle it alone. She's the only slayer. She's the only one who can do it. It's her by herself. But then she gives this power to everyone and they have this beautiful speech where everybody who can stand up will stand up. And we all have that power. And the thing that sets Buffy apart from all the previous slayers that she has her friends and family behind her to support her. And now she gets to give that to every woman, you know, (laughs) so great. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That is a good episode. Yeah. But overall, yeah. Season seven has a lot of disappointing episodes for a while. It just kind of feels like it's stalling. Like, okay, we don't really have anything to do up until the end. So we're just sort of waiting here. Yeah. Like yeah. I think by the by the time it was done, I was sort of like ready for it to be done. I typically yeah, cry at season series finales and I didn't cry for Buffy's and I think that's why. Yeah, just cuz se- mm-hmm. 7 wasn't as strong as I. Mm-hmm. That's that's my least favorite as well. Yeah. Oh, that's your least favorite? That's your Yeah. Choice? 
Sorry. Uh, I, I, I know no, I don't. jumped uh, to least favorite and I skipped Jordan. <laughs> Sorry. But I That's also okay. I agree. Do you what is your favorite then? Okay. It's so, hard. It's yeah, hard. <laughs> it is. Um but I think what what really sort of like puts it over the edge for me is the introduction of a specific character, and I'm gonna let you guess which one. Uh, it's season three. Ooh, yeah. Which character? Yeah. Guess. Is is it an obvious choice? I think so. Yeah, I think it would be like the choice. Wait, is this? It's Faith. Yes, it's Faith. Oh, oh. oh okay. sorry, Jordan. No, no. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I wouldn't have guessed that. I was honestly thinking it was because season three is their senior year, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So if Faith was in the show more, uh, she would be my number two. Uh, I feel the same way with Cordelia. Like I love Cordelia, but mostly an angel because she actually gets time to actually like really shine as like, she's not like the, the butt of the joke or like a caricature in angel. You know what I mean? Like you, have you watched angel? Okay, so <laughs> I actually <laughs> have not watched a lot of Angel. I've I've watched um all of season one and maybe even a little bit of season two. I really don't remember. But um they have that character in season one, Doyle, who I loved. I loved Doyle. And then he dies at the end of season one, right? And that actor actually died. And that's why he doesn't come back. Oh wow. And I read that and I was like, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, it really is good. It's a very good series. I don't think it's as good as Buffy, but it's very different than Buffy. It feels much more, I don't want to say like adult, but it does. It's just because they're adults. Yeah. It's like PI. Like, yeah. 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 But, um, like I, I really love Cordelia over there. Faith, if Faith got more screen time or it spun off on something else, like she would be, she maybe even would fight Willow for my number one. Like I can't believe I'm saying mm. that, but I love Faith so much. She's such a badass. Elijah Dushku is like, yeah. I, where the hell is she? What is she doing right now? Where <laughs> is she? Put her in stuff. I don't know, man. Yeah, definitely put her in stuff. She's so great. Have you She's seen Bring so It On? Great. Yeah, I've seen Bring It On. Yeah. Okay, I, I, it's a comedy. On. How do we feel about it? You know, <laughs> I, I, not my fave. Not my fave. <laughs> I love bringing on so much. I could out bring it on any female I know. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I love bringing on so much. I feel like I feel the way about bringing on the way I do about like the Spice Girls. Like, yeah, mm. you think that because I'm a grown man that I don't know as much about uh, bringing on as you would think, but. I do. I am a bring it on <laughs> fan. Hardcore. I'm a fanboy. And um, Elijah Dushku is the best part of that too. So, yeah. Mm. I, I, oh, and also the ending of season three um, where he turns into the big like snake thing. Mm-hmm. That's really fucking cool. Like it's stupid, yeah. but it's cool. Like, I don't know. I just like yeah. the graduation and everything. Like, also, you know, like the mayor is such a great villain too. He's so good. He's so good, honestly. Like everybody's pretty fucking good in this series. Yeah. You know? Okay, Absolutely. Jordan. 
Um, my I am gonna start with my least favorite. Uh, I think it was season one, and I think it's because it took me a while to understand the rhythm of this show and sort mm. of its mannerisms. And a lot of them I couldn't really like get behind at first. I think it was a lot of like teen romance, which like I can't relate to whatsoever. Straight teen romance. Mm-hmm. A lot of like high school stuff. Uh, I just I, I wasn't really feeling it. But, you know, getting into the groove of the show, uh, I got to understand it more, of course. I was going to say season three was one of my favorites, but I feel like what defines a lot of these seasons are their finales like there are some incredible finales in this show yeah man um like to have your whole graduating class fight against the monster like that is so fucking badass that's incredible it's amazing um and i really did like that moment but i'll name that as an honorable mention since that was your favorite i think my favorite i agree that season seven was a letdown and i'm gonna say season six because it was still something that was like leading up to like all of our characters getting like super confident and much much stronger and kind of um getting ready for like the big 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 bad yeah. um yeah and i i appreciate that about it so yeah man i feel for you jordan because like i said at the beginning of this episode my sister and i started buffy by watching season two yeah. and and then we just kept going until it was over and i think that we actually watched them all and then season seven had not come out yet so then we went back and then we bought season one so we'd already grown a love for it yeah and then we're watching Fucking, when did it come out? 97 or something? Something like that, and it yeah. looks yeah. like it's from 97, yeah. and they all look like children, and yep. it's not really very scary or funny, you know? <laughs> and, but we already loved it, so it didn't really matter. That makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. I want to ask you guys a, a, a question really quick, though. Okay, a lot of people say that the show should have ended at season five. The season five finale was just perfect way to wrap things up how does like season five as a whole sort of rank with you i really like season five i really like season five a lot of my favorite episodes are in season five um i i also think about the seasons uh in terms of their villain um and i don't really like glory as a villain i just don't really care you know and i think that she's a really funny actress but um, it's just like, how high can you go before it, it like the stakes are like, she's a god. It's like, you know, it, it like, yeah. what else is there, you know? And um, and then she's defeated kind of easily, you know? Was that the episode where Buffy sacrifices herself for Dawn? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I so hated Buffy- it. Hated it. Because I hate Dawn so much. I was like, and then, and then Dawn continues to fuck up. After everything, oh, no. she continues to, like, she chooses to fuck up. Oh, it pissed me off so fuck, much. man. I love that episode. <laughs> I mean, it makes me appreciate Buffy as a character, absolutely. Like, that That was a, a monumental, oh, like, moment in the show. Don't, like, I, I the yeah. impact of that is not lost on me. I'm just pissed that it happened for Dawn because she didn't deserve it. God, I hate Dawn so much. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm back. I'm sorry. The reason I even asked that is because I was really, really, really going back and forth between three and five, and faith is what put it over the edge. So yeah, yeah. 
Okay, guys, loved your answers. That was an amazing preamble. I'm super excited to get into what you have to say about the episodes that you've chosen. But that's it for this episode, and we will catch you on the flip side where we get into that on the next episode. That was beautiful. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, come join our podcast. Yes. Even the woof woo. (laughs) Could not have thought that. That's awesome. (laughs) 